This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing, episode 179, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. I'm Andy White and I'm joined by... Kelvin Newman. I don't know what I did in that voice. I don't know, he always... Just I feel a bit silly to go. And I'm going, you know, like in in, in like. Well, at least you stop doing your very high goodbyes at the end. Yeah. Do people miss that? I can bring it back. Yeah. We'll do do one at the end of this yeah. this show. Okay. I'll try. Not not too camp, Kelvin. It's you, Andy. It's no, not no, me. It's Everyone high, goes. This Andy's it's the your camp high one. goodbyes that are giving getting us no, the camp label. No, no, no. All your God. work. Anyway, enough of this chitter chatter. Um, it's frivolous chitter chatter. Yeah. It's uh, more um, episode three of the Beginners Club. It's four of the Beginners Club. Is it? Just, yeah, just checking. Yeah, just, just to make sure Andy can count. Um, keeping on your toes. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about performance display. And kind of that taps in a little bit to kind of paperclip. What which is we performance about. display? Well, I kind of, I'm going to start off with a bit of a quote about display advertising. And display advertising is essentially banner advertising, I suppose, is the way that most of us think of it. And it's kind of... It's, some of us are kind of in the world of SEO and social media and pay-per-click kind of quite often look down on display advertising because, like, oh, yeah, you can buy it by the thousand and no one ever clicks any of it, you know, and we kind of look at it quite derogatory, uh, which is mad because it, it can be hugely successful. In the same way, there are good SEO campaigns and there are bad SEO campaigns. There are good display campaigns and there are poor display campaigns. And so that's as much of a, you know, side to it there as possible. And actually... You know, if you're genuinely trying to do a good job for your client or for your boss or for the company that you own, you want to not just write channels off because they're not fashionable. Um, and actually, display advertising is really fashionable, just not necessarily in the kind of worlds that quite often, you know, us digital marketers move in. It's quite often ad agencies who've done a very good job of cornering the display advertising market. Now, this is kind of an IAB, um, Institute of Advertising Bureau, I think is what they stand for, and PricewaterhouseKeeper. Um, and they say... In quotes, um, display advertising plays a crucial role in the online marketing mix for both branding and direct response campaigns. And in 2011, the sector was worth over one billion. So that's like over a year ago, and you know, one billion. And you know, it's, it's not insignificant the amount of money that's spent on it, and it's not insignificant the amount of you know inventory that's out there that's available. It's not insignificant the results that you can achieve with a well-executed campaign. Now. You know, online display gives you access to over 40 million users every month. And, it, you know, you can use it. we use it for sort of like three main reasons. And the third of those is probably the one that actually site visibility as an organization use most frequently. But, you know, there's the potential to do these three different targets. And each of those different targets would have a different campaign associated with that. And the way you would go about it would vary quite dramatically. So one is you can kind of create interactive experiences with kind of, you know, flash based ones and try and build people in there. You can kind of do a far more conventional advertising thing, which is to deliver a brand message. Um, which is what I think most people think of display advertising for. But where we use it most frequently and where it's actually the most effective and where you can really take advantage out of it is kind of generating direct response users is entirely possible do cost per acquisition display deals rather than cost per thousand impressions or cost per click um, display deals and you know it's, it's possible and if you're paying based on you know per sale and you know that you make 50 quid profit you know that you can spend 25 quid you know to get that sale mm. so you know that any sale that you get for less than 25 quid is is a good deal and you can price it and pay for it on that basis which you can't do with a lot of other digital marketing channels that might be a little bit more um, au fait and you know kind of fashionable um, so what is performance display well 
Um, it kind of works back to deliver on your KPIs. So, you know, you can have different performance display campaigns and they can try and have different kind of measures. So like a CPA, as we talked about, cost per acquisition is one of the most frequent ones. You can kind of do it on a, like an ROI basis or the number of sales. You can kind of do performance display where it's just about generating X amount of revenue rather than X amount of sales because one of the problems with a CPA model is to say you're kind of a broadband company and you pay, I don't know, £25 CPA. Well, if someone takes your full super duper package, you're going to make much more money from them than someone who takes the basic package. And actually, a CPA doesn't always kind of you know reflect that. You can do like CPL cost per lead basis. So if you're kind of a business that actually converts all your traffic by outbound phone calls to warm leads, mm. you can pay per lead. Um, which you know is entirely possible. There's some you know more clever things you can do about footfall if you're kind of trying to get people to go and store so redeem vouchers, or even you know can many display adverts can generate telephone inquiries. So you can do all these different things. It's not just about you know um, one type of performance. There's you know the number of different angles that you can go for. Um, so any B two B business can kind of benefit from a display advertising campaign if they want to do you know improve you know. These four, you know, five things. So they want to increase leads. If they're a lead gen business, they can increase sales. You can do it just to increase traffic, which if you know that a visitor to your site, one in a hundred is going to convert or 10 in a hundred is going to convert, you can work it back from there. They can be quite good for engaging with the brand. And actually, you know, quite often very good. If you've got competitions and you use that competition to generate a mailing list, which you use to then sell to people, it can be absolutely amazing to generate competition entries. So, okay, well, what could, how does it work? We can kind of do prospecting. You know, it's a combination of, you know, targeted algorithms and blended analytics to reach, um, you know, to kind of get people along the process. So you can kind of look at, okay, well, you can target campaigns by geolocation. You can chart, you know, target them by their demographics. You can charge them, target them by certain websites. So mm-hmm. I want to only advertise to people who visit fhm.com or you can kind of use third-party data sets, the stuff like mosaic so you can say i want people who you know live in the home counties have children you know and there's a, you'd be surprised how sophisticated display advertising targeting can be um but where we kind of we do we do quite a lot of that but i think where we've kind of had the most success has kind of been retargeting right so that's display advertising and you've probably been on the receiving end of this most of the listeners where um it's kind of a, a series of advertising technologies and techniques that essentially target people who have previously visited your site or previously viewed a product. And, you know, you can even do it for people who have added items to their basket but not mm. purchased them. Um, and then you can then display adverts on other third-party websites that are tailored to that. I think I'm understanding how this works now, Calvin, because yeah. I, I recently bought a refrigerator. Yeah. And I went to it was a, it was a gardening site or yeah. something. And on the side, my refrigerator popped up yeah. from... Um, Curries, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, is that my, an example? Yeah, of this? most most like big like e-commerce, um, particularly kind of yeah, like that um, electricals. I think electricals do mm. remarketing really well. So what you do is like, and you know, the, the prime examples of this are where you'll get it where and, like you will have bought like I bought a camera recently, right? And I've, I'm still seeing adverts for cameras like 90 days later yeah. because I went and viewed cameras on 20 different camera websites. Um, so that's kind of where it isn't as effective. But actually, if you look at it the other ways, I went and looked at that camera. Actually, the phone rang, and then the you know the cat came in and you know chased the kid around you know and you, you got distracted and then you know, the then cat was looking at cat websites yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah yeah and you kind of before you know it you've kind of forgotten about that thing you were going to purchase and then next time you're on MSN or you know, you know um, you're on Yahoo um, or you're on any website where this display you're on the Guardian um, this retargeted search advert pops up with exactly the product you were looking at or exactly the category you were looking at 
and suddenly that's a very you're very likely to click through to that than any other advert that would have been there previously so that's mm. good for the publisher and it's good for the person paying for the advertising as well and you can do some great stuff with that i mean um we've done some kind of dynamic um creative so like a client of ours are called bodybuilding warehouse and what they have is kind of like some basic adverts where we're able to dynamically overlay them with the price and a photo of the product and the name of the product that they viewed so you've kind of got a standard advert and then each time someone visits a product and they then go off to the guardian or wherever it is that these adverts are appearing those adverts are exactly what it was that the products they were looking at so rather than being just refrigerators it's the exact refrigerator that you were looking that's at. amazing and you know that's going to really then lead to some great performance off the back of that as well so what do you need to do a display campaign well it's not insignificant amounts of cost you need a good couple of grand to really start playing about with display advertising it's not like paperclip we can get started with like 50 quid to go mm. you need a decent amount of money you need some creative creators you know so the adverts themselves many of the networks will do that for you many of the um you know if you're working with a agency they'll have someone in house who can do that for you quite often that's bundled in but the stuff that's bundled in inevitably is perhaps not as good as something that's generated specifically for that and then you need to really work on your targeting now we always when we take on a cost you know a, um, a performance display advertising client the first week or so is always a bit hairy right because the cost per acquisition is always high um, and the sales are always a little bit low now over time the cpas always drop and the number of sales always increase but you've got to give it a period of time to do that and you know normally that's a couple of weeks but you've got to sometimes kind of bite the bullet and give it a chance to experiment because if you pull it after that first day that's not necessarily an indication of how well that campaign is going to work because to use the retargeting as an example you you need to have the cookie on your site for a period of time for it to get on the number of you know the number the right number of people to kind of reappear on other sites and that type of thing so you might find if you set a campaign like this live of a retargeting campaign you might not really get that many impressions until a couple of weeks down the line when you've had all the people who visited your site mm. and then not purchased so you, you kind of need to give it that period of time you can kind of do facebook are doing a lot around direct response now as well they've kind of recently introduced like real-time bidding which is you know, on this basis there as well. Their ads are kind of more on a CPC. It's a cost per click or a CPM, cost per thousand impressions. Um, but you can kind of really specifically target. And we really ought to probably do an episode on Facebook advertising in its own right. So just to finish off, what are some of the other benefits of display? And why might you want to run them in, you know, in addition to the reasons we just talked about? Well, it can be great for pay-per-click conversions as well. Because someone see, you know, in the same way that dynamic advert that we were talking about there that had the product, um, even if they don't click that, next time they make a pay-per-click search, there's a likelihood that they're more familiar with your brand, so therefore they're more likely to click on your result. And that's the same for kind of organic as well. Um, it can be great for traffic to the site, you know, direct traffic as well, because, you know, I go, oh, I saw the advert for Bodybuilding Warehouse, I'll type in bodybuildingwarehouse.com, you know, th- that happens as well. It can be great for brand recognition. If you've got, you know, proper stores, it can be great for a footfall. And it kind of can be great for brand perception authority as well, because... I certainly get the impression if I see a company who are doing display advertising, they tend to be not fly-by-night organisations. Like mm. sometimes on paid search adverts, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a proper big company who I can trust. Now, generally speaking, because there is a little bit higher barrier to entry, the people who are doing display advertising are therefore that little bit better. Now, not everyone's going to have that exact same impression, but probably subconsciously, in the same way you believe a company who advertises on television is a bigger company than advertise than a company that doesn't advertise on television. You know, that that kind of subconscious um, referencing and, you know, reputation building of your brand can be incredibly powerful and display can be a really cost-effective way of doing that. 
Kelvin, where can people go if they want to start this? Are there a few companies that are doing this? Well, I mean, there's actually quite a lot within the Google ecosystem, which can be a really good place to start. So, I mean, if you're kind of interested in display, a great way to start would be to use the content network on um, Google AdWords. And that's kind of text-based adverts where you're paying on a CPC basis. But start using that so you're trying to get used to having your adverts on sites that aren't search sites and learn about what works on those and what doesn't. And then you can start to get into the creative. But there's kind of Google Double Click, uh, um, you know, a great way to start there. And if you're kind of interested in just starting this process, uh, this process search for Google Ad Planner, Google Ad Planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great tool that can tell you a lot about the demographics of different websites and who's visiting them and what their CPM basis is. And the Google Ad Planner is a great place to start if you're interested in um, learning more about display. And there's lots of good websites out there as well. You know, it's the, the standard kind of things. I think the IAB do a really good job of kind of representing the display industry as well. Fantastic stuff, Calvin. Okay, so what have we got coming up on our final beginners? A final uh, beginners episode is going to be talking about mobile marketing. So that's coming up next week. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I've been Andy White, and it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me, Calvin Newman. Is that high enough for you, Andy? Higher. I, I can't really do Hi- that high. Go on, higher. No, we'll hurt the higher. people's ears, Andy. Uh, you ah! can't. Something like that, yeah? Goodbye, people. We'll see you goodbye. next week. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um. You know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.